Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team. And I spent the first half of my life people-pleasing. And then in my spare time, I was trapped by the opinions of others. I mean, it was more like being trapped in a mental prison. I'll be honest. <laughs> and then one day, you know, one day I took a step in the direction of my dreams. And I decided to just bet on me for the first time ever. And it's so funny because when I changed the way I looked at things... The things I looked at changed, and my life began to change. Now, I'm not going to tell you it was overnight, and that's all it took, because change doesn't happen in a day. It happens daily. But I've committed my life to becoming the best version of me and partnering with people who want to do the same. So today, we're going to talk about increasing joy and decreasing anxiety. Now, y'all, I'm going to be super transparent here and tell you the that first of all, I never knew I had anxiety. I was aware that there were times that I felt funny. That was the only way I could think of to describe these feelings. My first experience with anxiety was, was on a Christmas night, probably 15 years ago. <laughs> we were sitting around the dinner table and and I was there, but then I wasn't there. I remember grabbing a, a Ritz cracker and I put it in my mouth because I thought, well, I must just be hungry. I feel funny. I must be hungry. That cracker, I mean, it turned into sawdust in my mouth. My mouth was so dry. I mean, I couldn't even swallow. I had to go throw it away. And then I sat there just as this feeling washed over my body. I remember we were setting up the Scrabble letters to, you know, to play a game of Scrabble that night. And it sounded like a demolition of a building. It was so loud as the letters just were poured out onto the table. And and I'm <laughs> when I get when I get like this, when I when I would feel like this, I would get real quiet. And when I get quiet, it's a dead giveaway that something is just not right. And so um, my sister said, "Sister, you all right?" No. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just hungry." Ha ha, liar, liar, pants on fire. But um, I couldn't dare begin to describe how I felt because, honestly, that might indicate really that something was really wrong. And then that caused me more anxiety. So my mind was racing, but I just kept smiling because that's, that's what I was great at doing. I would always just keep smiling no matter what. I set my letters up, played the game. A few months later, that, that same thing happened. I remember exactly where I was. I was standing at a funeral, and um, I immediately just walked out and sat in my car. But over the years, I began to become more and more aware of these feelings, which sometimes can even cause you to feel anxious because you're thinking ahead of you know, the situation you're going into. And um, I apologize. That's my that's my alarm to remember to pray for my family. So <laughs> I set intentional alarms, and I didn't turn it off this morning for the podcast. So I apologize for that. But these feelings of anxiety continued to to come, and again, I, I had no idea that it was really a real thing. However. After my heart attack in 2011, which we don't have time to go into that today, and that can be for another time, but I had no idea, you know, that that I needed to change my life. However, waking up in ICU kind of opened my eyes to that.
the number one thing I had to begin to change was that I had to realize I was not God and to to stop running the world. I thought I was in charge. The second thing was to stop living and you know a fake life, um, to be real and authentic. I did not have to. I wasn't going to fake it anymore. Now that again took some time to work through. And we don't have time to go into all the, the deets of all this, so we'll do that later. But as a result of changing my life, I began to seek how to rest and relax. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny. sounds like a joke, really. But honestly, y'all, I mean, I had to learn how to, to rest and relax. I had no clue um, how to do this. And I stumbled across this article describing... What happens when we feel anxiety or, you know, you feel panicky or you feel, you know, all these feelings. And I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like some of the things I've experienced. And so I began to put a few of these things into practice and I began to see improvements. It it was amazing. Um, I will also tell you that sleep has always been something that I've had to really <laughs> focus on it, it. It has not always come easy for me. Of course, that goes with rest and relaxation. But I began to work on this area of sleep also and just creating a great sleeping environment and watching my routines and what I did at night. And so all these things began to impact my life. But sleep, you know, is very important for our health. And so I did finally get on um, my doctor tried several different things for to increase my sleep, and finally it was to prescribe a 0.5 Xanax. Now, if you know anything about those types of, you know, drugs, um, that's really not a very strong dose. And, but I was very aware that I did not want to become addicted to that. I mean, I get it. Some people eat these like chiclets, you know, that's that little candy or tic tic tacs, tic tacs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, some people eat them like that all day long and, and how they function, I don't know, because I remember I did sleep. I mean, like a zombie, I would sleep and wake up in the morning and it wasn't until about 10 o'clock that really I felt like I got my head clear. I did begin to feel um, and notice things during the day, though. I was just more aware of this anxiety. So if my if my chest got tight, which was not related to any of my heart, you know, past heart issues at all, because I was healed of that, but this was just more of a stress, a tightness from from being tense. I would reach for that. I would take a little chip of the chiclet, and I began to become, you know, a little bit more like I wanted to know where they were at all times in my purse or in my pocket. You know, I just wanted to have one with me. I would even take them to church, which I was like, wow, that's that that kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was thinking I was that was going to happen when I got to church, which sometimes it did. I would feel anxious there too. So I say all this to say that I began to really study and I began devouring um, Brene Brown's work and, and I began to, to keep hearing over and over about joy and that joy is robbed when we when we have intense shame and guilt in our past and that comes from a lot of different places and, and we can talk about that another time too but I just want to focus on this this one emotion that I increased in my life and I had a friend that spoke to my life very honestly and she said Lynn this was four years ago she said start this daily gratitude practice just trust me 25 things a day she she suggested 25 things a day now I'm only suggesting to you that you start out with you know maybe seven one for every day of the week every day just write seven things you're grateful for like today I wrote um, a good night's rest 
and I wrote my fireplace. Um, my niece got home safely last night, Hannah. My son's coming home Saturday from Rhode Island Navy. And, you know, so they're just little things like that. But, but beginning to write that daily gratitude every morning first thing before anything. Co- well, coffee first. Get my coffee, sit down, write my gratitude. Don't turn in any social media, nothing, nothing. Quiet time, gratitude, set my day. I've done that. Um, I've, I've written gratitude now for four years. And really, that's honestly where this whole gritty movement was birthed. I mean, I began to see the, the impact of gratitude in my life. I could see my mind being transformed. You know, my thoughts were transformed. My life was transformed because my mind was being transformed. And no, I didn't come up with this theology. That's from the big book, Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I had to renew my mind, guys. My mind had listened to these stories that I had created forever and ever and ever. Just yesterday, I was talking to somebody, and they started, they they had the answer to to a job interview that they were going to be applying for. They already had the story written, and I was like, you know what? Don't write the story for the people. Don't say no for the people. Just go in with an open mind and trust that you had this idea and thought that you, and you are, you are equipped for it. So, just a little refresher on gratitude, on gritty women. G is for gratitude without it. Y'all, I'm not sure how people make it. And um, the other thing I want you to think about is this, and this is a toughie, (laughs) declare noble intent. Basically, every person you talk to, every person you face, the people that break in line and and in front of you at the checkout, the people that break in front of you at traffic, in the traffic, the people that take the last Instapot on the shelf and you were going for it, whatever it is during this season and on after the season, Declare noble intent. Y'all, they are doing the best they know how. I know that sounds like a cop-out. It sounds like an excuse. But guys, we cannot give what we don't have. And your family, your boss, your team, your children, the people in the checkout, the people at Publix, the people at Walmart, the people you work on at Wall Street, I don't care where you are, from the far corners of the earth, it does not matter. This knows no boundary. It it has no zip code. But people are doing the best they can. And also, I'm just going to toss this out here. Everybody needs encouragement. Every person you meet needs encouragement. It's oxygen to the soul, guys. And what you sow will come back into your life. Trust me on that one. So, here's the deal. When you walk into Christmas dinner, or you walk into the holiday party, or you, whatever the thing is you're facing this holiday season, before you can even put down the gifts, probably somebody might say something snarky to you. You know, you're walking in with your Aunt Virginia sweet potato souffle and the rum cake, and maybe somebody says, did your cake fall? It looks it looks like it's leaning a little bit. Is is that your same recipe? Or maybe, maybe they say, you didn't bring your, you know, divinity this year, or fudge, or did you make homemade cheese straws? And before you know it, that feeling can begin to wash over you. Like for somehow, you know, some way, you're not enough. But wait, 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 wait. Halt. Not this year. You can think new thoughts. You can create new thoughts and habits. Go through your checklist. Just go through a mental checklist. You're healthy. You know, Christmas is such a great time of celebration. Of the, You know, of the reason we have this, this whole season. Your family's together. Maybe your kids are home from college. You know, 
maybe they just got a new job or, you know, whatever. Maybe you have a new grandbaby. I don't know. But these comments that come, remember, these people are doing their very best. It's no reflection on you. It doesn't define you. No sarcasm or comment from any friends and family, from your boss, from... It doesn't matter. When you see a Publix commercial, don't compare your family to them. Just harvest the good in your own family. Y'all, creating new thoughts doesn't just happen in a day, but it happens daily. It's deliberate practice. So I'm going to give you a challenge. <laughs> I always like to give a little challenge. And this one might sound silly, but I want you to do it into, in, you know, until you in, finish it for 30 days. Now, most of the people I've kind of challenged, given this challenge to or prescribed this to, unfortunately, they have not followed through consistently for 30 days. Now, I will tell you, I had to exceed 30 days because I didn't achieve it in 30 days. Day 37, I achieved this challenge. So I want you to know, too, I didn't make this up. My number, my coach, um, the, he, who was the number one in the world, <laughs> is one of my mentors. And I say one because I have seven. Yes, yes, it takes a week's apart for me. Here's your challenge. And, and I had a, a student, actually, that named this the Trasketball Challenge. This, this is what you need. A small trash can, 12 paper balls. Just use some printer paper. Ball up 12 tight paper balls. Measure 10 feet. Every day, you're going to shoot 12 times and 12 times only. There are no redos, no start overs. You get 12 shots a day. You're going to document each day how many you make. First day, maybe you only get 2 out of 12. Write that down. And that's day 1. Number your page 1 to 30. And do it for 30 days. And no, you can't take Christmas Day off or weekends. And if you're traveling, yes, take it with you. I did. I promise you. If you miss a day, start over. I want you to do this for 40 days. I mean, 30 days, but yeah, 40 would be even better. <laughs> You'll be amazed at the new habits that you're creating and the awareness that you have. And I would love to hear your feedback too. So some of you will do this. Um, I want you to email me after the end of 30 days, lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at lynnbrown.net. lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at lynnbrown.net. Or message me on all things social, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. Okay, gritty women, time's up. 15 minutes of me is enough for anybody. So I want you to take action today and begin to incorporate these techniques into your life. you got to decide, but you got to do more than decide. you got to take action, and you'll begin to see these results. Remember, gritty women, when you fall down, you might fall down seven, but you're going to grit up eight. We are grateful. G is for gratitude in Gritty Women. R is for resilient. We are resilient. I is for inspiring. We inspire our own selves and we, we are here to inspire others. The first T in Gritty is to think for yourself. The other T is, is for you to be tough. This is not for wimps. And, and the Y is just to be you. Be you. The one you were created to be. Until next time, don't get your tinsel untangled. Get Gritty. And hey... Joy to you, you gritty woman, and joy to the world. I believe in you. Until next time, see you then.